0: Welcome to the first Yukikipedia podcast. Special thank you to our Patreon members for helping us reach our funding goal, as um, we finally reached our goal and we're able to start this podcast thing. Hopefully, we get to do some more of these with a bunch of other members around the Super Mario four community. But the first guest that we're going to have on today's podcast is Kaze. Yo. Case is a very popular ROM hacker. He's made several high-profile ROM hacks within the Super Mario 64 ROM hacking community, including Last Impact as well as, you know.
1: Want to give me a few examples, right? I made like Mario 64 Land, Mario 64 Cross and a green time. I probably made like over 100 at this point. Hard to name them all.
0: He's made quite a few ROM hacks within the community and it's quite fantastic what you've been able to pull off with the Super Mario 64 given all the tools and experience you have, right? Like I find that very intriguing how you've been able to do it. Well, I'm
1: glad you're interested in it. Right.
0: So how do we get into this? Um so let's say when did you start rom hacking? Like how did you how did you get interested? When did you start? Like what time frame?
1: I think I started in 2011 or 2012. I'm not entirely sure anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then I saw Star Road release and it was really interesting. I played it a bit and then I realized, dude, this is really fun. I want to make this too. Like just the concept of making your own Mario levels looked really fun. Mm -hmm.
0: So you were just looking around at the custom levels and then you just thought that you want to do something on your own, sort of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You wanted to go even more ambitious. Clearly, as the time went on, you've gotten more ambitious, right?
1: Yeah, I have a really high drive to always be the best I can be.
0: I see. And I can tell by just how much effort you put into this. Because I know you do stream all of this onto Twitch. And I can see that it takes a lot of time to do all this. But it pays off.
1: Yeah, I stream on Twitch two to three hours every day. But I also work when I don't stream on Twitch. This is my main source of income right now.
0: Oh, Twitch is your main source of income? But um, you said, wait, by, do you mean do you have another line of work uh, outside of here?
1: Uh, no, it's all just this.
0: Oh, I see. Um, So like before you started all of this, uh, did you ever have any like programming education? Like have you learned any programming languages or did you just learn this all on the spot while you were doing it?
1: I just learned it while doing it. Assembly was my first programming language. Oh,
0: so not like anything like you never took a programming class in high school or anything, right? You just jumped. Right no, down.
1: nothing like that. I just you know looked at assembly code until I understood it.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so outside of your own ROM hacks, um, do you have any other ROM hacks that you consider like really high quality? I know you mentioned Star Road, but are there any ones that you consider like really good? By any other ROM developer or any other.
1: Yeah, there are a few ROMs that I really enjoyed myself, uh, like Super Mario 64 Sapphire. I liked. Um, There was the Year of the Plumber demo that Dobby Meltfire made. I liked that one too. Uh, There are also some other ones that I think are probably really good, but are not really my taste, like Star Revenge 6.25 or something. It came out recently. That was pretty good. Okay.
0: Um, and let's say, uh, you know, obviously whenever we start in our projects or like whenever we start doing something for the first time, we consider them, you know, we can see ourselves progress and become better at it as times go on. So like, how do you feel some of your low, how do you feel about your lower effort ROM hacks compared to some of
1: your higher effort ROM hacks? Uh, I mean, the amount of effort I put into the hacks, I feel like is not very proportional to how good they are. Uh If you look at lost impact that was made in twenty sixteen uh it 's impressive in many ways, but if I compare it to stuff I would do nowadays, I think it plays really poorly, even though I barely even put in a tenth of the effort uh, just because you learn so much more while you progress so whenever I look back at my work like a year ago i'm i'm cringing i 'm like, oh no, how did I make this? Why did I make this you know All right even if it 's high effort
0: mm-hmm. and let 's say like you know if you ever had any rom hacks that are a lot more simple than compared to some that you put like a ton of effort into and yet the simpler one like outperforms in terms of like you know downloads or views on youtube like how do you feel if um how do you feel let's say you have a simpler rom hack outperform your more elaborate one
1: i mean i'm happy if my videos do well regardless of how much effort i put into them
0: so you're not worried uh, whether or not um let's say you like spend 10 minutes to make a meme rom hack like let's say releasio versus Last Impact which you said you put like I would say several times more effort into.
1: I put around 4000 hours into Last Impact and I put like one afternoon into Releasio, yeah. Uh, but that doesn't matter to me. I don't do this for the views.
0: Oh. Well that's very uh it's very respectable. That's awesome. Mm. Have you ever ROM-, ROM hacked or modded any other game besides Super Mario
1: 64? Yeah, I'm working on an Green of Time hack right now, actually. Oh, right. I did that right before the interview, too.
0: And that was, um... I remember, I think I saw several years ago, or months. You were working on, like, a day-night cycle,
1: right? I mean, that's that was for a really old Mario 64 egg I was planning to do. Right. But that's nothing to do with my Zelda. Yeah, my apologies.
0: But, um... Like, what kind of what exactly is this Ocarina of Time ROM hack? What are you working on?
1: Uh, it's called The Missing Link. Mm-hmm. It basically plays between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and it fills in the story gaps and makes some theories as to what happened to the characters, you know, just questions that are open after the two games that you still have.
0: Oh, so it's like a bridge, as if like, what, Ocarina of Time 1.5 almost, right?
1: Yeah, you can consider it a bridge between the two and like a fan theory as to what happened to the characters. Uh, We make very sure not to have any continuity problems with the original Zelda games. So any fan can accept that.
0: And it's very thorough, like this story is like
1: researched by a lot of people. and before. Yeah, we had a lot of people work on it and this is very high effort. That's really interesting.
0: Um outside of Legend of Zelda are there any other rom hacks or sorry any other games that you would like to rom hack or mod?
1: No, I'm not that much interested in just to craft anymore. I'm about the game design right now. Okay.
0: So that means that all you do is you just want to work on the games that you're already established in, right?
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: And um Now, let's say outside of ROM hacking, what are some of your other favorite games other than like Super Mario 64 and now GIF Zelda?
1: Oh, my favorite games are all over the place. I really like Sonic Adventure, uh, but also really obscure online games, online MMOs. Like I used to play Ace Online and I really love that game still.
0: And um, do you used to play a lot of multiplayer online games or like MMOs, that sort of thing?
1: Uh, yeah, before rom hacking, you know, I'm always I have one hobby that I spent all my time in, and before rom that was that MMO game.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: So I played that for like four years, and then I romicked for eight years, and that's my life. Your
0: life, but just rom hacking.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how it is right now. Yeah,
0: you know the phrase you, you um, enjoy what you do. You never work a day in your life i do same to you you don't feel like it's sort of overbearing or like stressing to be constantly working on the same thing over and over
1: no it's not stressful at all and i don't feel like i'm working on the same thing over and over i have so many ideas for you like i still have a list of games i want to make there are 40 games in there uh, honestly i want to work on all of them i don't feel like any are duplicates
0: that's 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 fantastic um so like what was the first rom hack you ever developed
1: it's called Super Mario 64 Madness. That is when I first learned how to do it, and when I watched the tutorials, you know, the entire game. It was made in two weeks, as has 122 stars, and it's absolute dog shit.
0: <laughs> so when did you make this, like around what year, or?
1: That's right when I started, like two weeks after I started, it must be in 2011.
0: Wow. And what tools did you use to make that ROM hack? Nothing that you have compared to today, right?
1: It's very similar to what people use nowadays. Um, You know, the Mario 64 tools, up until early, late 2019, they had not really developed for years. So what we used in 2011 was Object Importer. And what we used at the beginning of 2019, or what many people used at the beginning of 2019, was Object Importer version 2.0. There's barely any difference other than you can import slightly bigger maps. And back then we used Tool. Today, a lot of people still use Tool too, like Brody does. I don't know, Mario 65 King was in a stalemate for really long, but now Decomp is out and everything's better.
0: So after Decomp, you'd say that the quality of like all the tools released for helping you like import maps, or rather just work on the ROM itself, you think the quality has gone significantly better?
1: Yeah, Decomp is a gigantic improvement to hacking. Everything's so much faster now.
0: Mm-hmm. So how so? Is it just um, because you're able to access the game's code, you're able to like understand what's going on better and stuff?
1: Yeah, just having a shiftable ROM allows you to save so much time, and you don't have to do all the annoying binary work anymore. Uh, also, because it's just English code rather than assembly, you can just write it down, what you think, and it works.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um... Since you've been, as you mentioned, you've worked on these ROM hacks now for like around eight years. In those eight years, are there any ROM hacks that like you really regret creating?
1: Hmm, I don't think so. I mean, I made some stupid ones. I made some offensive ones. but I don't really regret making them.
0: No, oh, yeah. Like, what are some of the offensive ones?
1: Well, I guess something like Super Trump sixty four could be considered offensive, or Super Trash sixty four. Actually, yeah, maybe, maybe I kind of regret Super Dress sixty four. Right, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> that's pretty interesting. And I know you mentioned like you did around four thousand hours in like Last Impact, but um, since you've done like several other projects, what's the hardest ROM hack that you've created personally? That you would say the most time you put into?
1: This is definitely an awesome, Impact by far. It's like three thousand ahead of the second place.
0: Hmm. Um. And uh, what's a ROM hack that like you wish you could make, but you just can't for whatever reason? Is there any anything that's uh, you consider something like that?
1: I would love to make a full proper Zelda sixty four hack with like nine dungeons and all custom items and complete new story. But the amount of time that would take to develop alone is probably around seven to eight years, and I don't have that long. I see um
0: and let's say restricted my mario 64 and like i don't know you created your own game engine um did you ever plan to create your own like non-mario 64 game at any point
1: yeah i'm in secret working a little bit on a unity game
0: oh there's a secret project going on
1: yeah i've been like developing the main characters physics for a few months now but just very little time every day right
0: and I know Unity, I would guess that's significantly more flexible than what you have with the tools with Mario 64, right? Game from 1996?
1: I would assume the engine can do more, but at the moment I know so little about Unity that I'm still more comfortable in the Mario 64 engine.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you weren't like doing ROM hacking of specifically N64 games, is that what you'd be doing? You'd consider be doing like more Unity-related games and such?
1: Uh honestly that really depends on whether I can do that as my main thing. You know, uh I'm always about becoming the best in something. So if I don't feel like I have the time to become the best making games while only working in Unity because I can't support myself with it, I would probably try to find a different hobby. Or I mean job rather.
0: And what would some of those things be? What what else do you consider something that you would see yourself doing, let's say if you never ROM hacked in the first place?
1: Ah, uh, I never really thought about it. I mean, I was studying math in university. I'm kind of good at that. Maybe I would try that.
0: So you become like sort of a mathematician or do you consider something like teaching?
1: Definitely not teaching. Not teaching? No. Okay, that's fair enough. You know, just exploring math, I guess. That would be fun.
0: So do you mean more like the theory related stuff? like? Yeah, of course that is pretty fascinating some of the stuff that can be done would you ever consider like having a youtube channel related to maths like you know some of them like math number file or stand-up maths anything like those
1: (laughs) no it's uh you know it's either a thing i fully commit to like spend 16 hours a day on it or i don't do it at all i can only do one thing at a time right no multitasking
0: So, um, let's go back to Mario 64 ROM hacks I guess. Um, why do you think Mario 64 ROM hacks specifically are so popular compared to ROM hacks of like other games?
1: Uh, the thing with Mario 64 ROM hacks is that Nintendo already designed most of the game, because most of the game is the main character's physics. So if you look at a hack of Ocarina of Time, they most of the time end up being completely horrendous and unplayable because most of the design is still being done by people that barely have any game design experience and they're just making this as their hobby project. While in Mario, if you just slap down some random blocks, you can have fun platforming because Nintendo already made everything for you. Uh, so that has a strong bias towards, first of all, making Mario 64x more fun and, second of all, motivating people to make more hacks.
0: Right, and um, why do you think, like, it's more popular? Or right? Do you think that there's any specific reason as to why Super Mario 64 ROM hacks perform well on, let's say, as a watch, as a thing that people watch? So, for example, on YouTube, why do you think they perform so well as they're on, on video-watching platforms?
1: I don't think Mario 64X could pre- work much better on YouTube than other ROM hacks. Uh, it's just that there are many more Mario 64 ROM hacks, so maybe they are more in the spotlight just because of statistics.
0: Right, so... Like, I guess, you know, there's in the past couple of years, like, Mars 64 itself kind of is blown up. And do you know if there's any reason why you think that Mars 64 specifically is blown up on, like, YouTube or, like, around the Yeah, we
1: have a strong community of content creators.
0: Yeah. Why do you think you know reason that, like, you know, it's risen up at this point?
1: I guess the ROM hacks and the speedrunners and just the... People that play the games for fun and make entertainment, uh, they all boost each other. So, the bigger the community gets, the bigger the people get, and the more content there will be. And, you know, it's always a feedback loop. Hmm. That would be my guess.
0: And as we know, like when things start to get more and more popular, we start to get the attraction of, like, you know, outside media sources. So, for example, do you know if there's, do you know, um, do you think that there's a reason why video game media outlets try to, re- like, to report on your videos? Like, for example, making an article every time you release a brand new Mario 64 ROM hack. Do you think there's a reason for that?
1: I don't really know how media outlets make the money, but I will assume that those get a lot of clicks for them. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, okay. That's fair. Like, for example, like Kotaku, they like to report um, every so often on, like, what kind of stuff you're doing. And... What are your thoughts on that? Do you like that they do the reports or do you just think that they're filled with misinformation and that they shouldn't even bother?
1: It's always a big gamble because when Kotaku reports on you, you get a lot more views, but also the probability that you get your video killed goes up. Uh, But usually I like to take the gamble. So usually I like it when they do that. It's just that sometimes we get unlucky and then the videos get taken down.
0: Oh right, because it gets seen by Nintendo?
1: Uh, because I mean I think they all get seen by Nintendo uh, but it's being put too much into the spotlight
0: Mm -hmm. and do you know if there's a reason why Nintendo specifically likes to take down your videos
1: maybe because I'm somewhat in the spotlight I guess that bothers them
0: do you think that they think of it sort of like they still own copyright of the game even though none of the work that they show off is really theirs anymore most of it is just your own custom work
1: I have no idea what their thought process is.
0: They just... they just u- abuse the YouTube copyright system.
1: I mean, I guess they could do that everywhere, couldn't they, technically? I, I have no idea of the legal, so I just upload videos and hope it goes well.
0: I guess they can, but I guess they've kind of relaxed that ever since they removed the YouTube copyright... or sorry, the Nintendo partner program a while ago.
1: Oh, that had nothing to do with the romex anyway. I could never use that partner program. Especially because I live in Germany and it's not available here. It's pretty stupid. Well,
0: what are your thoughts on it being removed now? Do you do you still feel like you still have the same restrictions that at any moment your video can be taken down or
1: It made no difference at all to me. I didn't notice anything different. Yeah. I didn't even know it was gone.
0: Oh, I see. Um so I know that YouTube has differences between their takedowns and, like, you know, their copyright strikes and their copyright claims. Has your channel ever been striked to the point where, like, you know, you get that one strike on your channel? Yeah,
1: I have a strike going on right now.
0: Oh, yeah? And do you have more than one strike, or...?
1: No, just one. They gave me a strike for a Super Mario 64 Land, I think.
0: And that was from Nintendo? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Because I did Mario in the video.
0: (laughs) just the mario model that's it just because it uses the name mario
1: yeah i think so that's the official reason here
0: that is annoying but uh yep yeah of course you're very established on youtube i understand you have a lot of audience but outside of like you know outside of that do you watch much of any other people's youtube content
1: yeah i watch a relatively big amount of youtube
0: yeah what kind of content
1: do you like to watch it's very all over the place. Like, of course, I watch Simple Flips. Uh, hmm. I'm actually checking my sub box right now. There's a bunch of really weird stuff that has nothing to do with Mario 64 stuff.
0: OK. Um, like, any examples of other names? Like, I know you mentioned Simple Flips. Um, are there any other channels you watch? Like, like, off the top of my head, I can think of a few. Like, Nathaniel Bandy. do you watch any of those people?
1: Uh, yeah, of course. If Nathaniel the uploads anything related to my hacks, I watch it instantly. Or if, sometimes, if it looks interesting, I watch it too. And of course, Pan and Coke. But other than those, I think that's all the Mario sixty four channels I watch.
0: Outside of Mario sixty four, are there any other channels on YouTube that you like to watch? Any other content style?
1: Yes, yeah, I, I sub to like two hundred people.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So what is it like? Like what what are, what are some of the things you're subscribed to
1: well i mean i work out a lot so athleanx X. am subscribed to uh random music channels like apache did apache makes the best music um hmm and oh there's sorry sorry good to do uh, I also like to watch these Age of Empires competitive videos, like T90 Official. It's basically like Pat and Coke, but for Age of Empires, I thought that was interesting.
0: So basically like more analysis sort of channels.
1: Yeah, just completely overanalyzing gameplay mechanics of really old games. I think that's a great genre.
0: And is anyone that you're subscribed to, like you mentioned music, is anyone of the channels you subscribe to for music, are they, do you use their music in your videos at any point? Like if they're not. Mm,
1: no, they're, they're not fit for Mario.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're just stuff that you listen to while you're streaming or while you're on your own time?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what's the most time you ever spent editing like a video that you made publicly on your channel?
1: If I try to minimize the time. I hate video editing. Most of the time I just ask Stickman if he can make my video. And then I pay him part of the app revenue.
0: Oh yeah. Is Stickman basically your main editor?
1: Yeah. That's what I use him for.
0: You use him? <laughs> is he kind of slave or something?
1: I mean, he is paid for it. But it's a miserable amount of pay for the amount of work he does. But I mean, that's YouTube.
0: Um... So yeah, you have this presence on YouTube, um, of course, but let's say outside of YouTube, have you ever been like recognized in public?
1: Uh, at Smash tournaments I've been recognized. I guess that's where all the nerds bundle.
0: Oh, Smash tournaments. Do you play uh, like Melee, or do you just play the newer Smash games, like Ultimate? I
1: used to play Melee like one to two years ago.
0: Oh, you used to play Melee, and who did you main, right?
1: Marth, just Marth. Yeah, of course, because you can win every matchup.
0: And the tournaments I used to go to, you used to just go to local tournaments? Or have you ever been to any like bigger esports tournaments like Evo or anything?
1: And nothing super big, but I traveled a bit out of the country before.
0: And uh, is this something that you travel to like by yourself or have you just gone with some friends and like just have fun and stuff? Or was it for like, let's say you actually went for money matches? Have you ever done that?
1: yeah i was at money matches I, I even won some money in uh relatively big tournaments but you know i was never super good i was just kind of decent
0: that's fascinating that you're able to win some money from the matches but i mean at least you're half decent right if you're able to do that
1: yeah that's cool
0: um so let's say um someone new is trying to get into rom hacking um, would you have anything to say to that person, like, how exactly would you get started in this sort of field, or, like, how would you get started with ROM hacking in Mario 64?
1: Honestly, there are no real tools for decomp right now, so it's probably easiest to just use ROM Manager. I have a tutorial for ROM Manager on my channel, but it's unlisted because Nintendo took the listed one down, because it's Mario 64 tutorials and they don't like that, um... My one tip would be start with mini hacks so you get feedback quicker and you can make hacks quicker and you actually finish because 95% of Romex hacks are actually quit, canceled before they are even halfway finished. That's a real statistic. They all get canceled before. Uh, So that way you can actually finish something.
0: And uh, what is mini hacks?
1: Like hacks with 14 stars or something.
0: Oh, I see. a website that you'd go around to like you know publicly put your rom hacks out there for other people to put and rate
1: no i just post them on the mario 64 king discords and hope people find it
0: so discord mainly is the way you bring awareness to your own rom hacks right
1: yeah that's how new people do it and that's how i see hacks
0: that's really interesting So that about wraps it up for some of the uh, questions that I have here, right off the top of my head (laughs) at least. Um, I do have a few Patreon questions, if uh, you'd like me to say them to you. So, I have a question right now from Lalith, who's one of our $20 Patreons. And his question is, uh, what is your opinion on Wikipedia?
1: I barely know that website, I'm sorry. It's it's for Mario 64 TAS info, right?
0: Yeah, Mario 64 TAS info as well as some general info like you know, stars that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds useful for people wanting to get into TAS, but I don't TAS, so not my website. Okay.
0: I see. Now, in the past, uh, I already mentioned, I think you already mentioned about decomp. We do have a question from uh, Blue Piero who asks, How do you think decomp is affecting the ROM hacking scene and how it could change in the future?
1: Well, with decomp, everything is so much quicker. And especially new people that don't really know anything can already make code modification. But I'm not sure relevant to this. For me, you know, being able to just edit the engine so easily, it's amazing. Like today, for example, I've made uh, water boxes, not work using big boxes, but rather collision polygons. And it took like 10 minutes. And binary hacking, this was something no one's done for years. So that's crazy. And uh, I I, I, like ported the Banjo-Kazooie engine and rendered the maps perfectly. And that didn't take that long either. It's just stuff that was completely unimaginable before. And now we can just do that. So we definitely have all the options available to us now. And we can make much cooler hacks.
0: That's awesome. Um, And like in the future, do you think that there's like even more crazy stuff that could be done now that decomp is available?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of plans for it.
0: You have a lot of plans? Are they all secrets?
1: Yeah, I don't really reveal stuff yet. (laughs) First, I want to finish all the current hacks I have that are not on decomp, and then we just go full on decomp, and I'm going to spend all my time on it.
0: Okay. Um... And I have final one more Patreon question. This one's from uh, Macripe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Question is, um, what do you think of some of the really old Mario 64 hacks like Kaizo Mario 64?
1: I think Kaizo Mario 64 is completely terrible and unplayable. I'm sorry. But a really good old one, a really good old hack is uh, the Missing Stars. I love that hack. That one is great. Especially for how old it is, it is surprisingly really good. It's still one of my favorites. Oh yeah, it doesn't really look that great geometry-wise, but just the gameplay is great.
0: And what's the gameplay? What, have they done any twists based on the main Mario sixty-four
1: formula? Or it's not? Yeah, it doesn't really play like normal Mario sixty-four. It's much more like an adventure RPG kind of game.
0: That's interesting.
1: But it works well. And when did that come out? I think in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, that was before the first Object Importer. So it's been a while. Back like then, the maps were just made in a hex editor.
0: Is that one of the um, ROM hacks that you consider to be, or rather, what kind of? I know you mentioned like you got into this in 2011. What's some of the ROM hacks that like kind of inspired you to start making your own? I know you mentioned Star Road. Was there any others?
1: Uh, Star Road was the only one I played first before I started making my own hacks. And then later, I found out there were more than Star Road.
0: <laughs> you never played like uh, Super Mario 74, for example. You never played any of those <coughs> other ones.
1: Um, Back then, I did play Mario 74, I got like 40 stars, and then I played Rainbow Road, and I got all the stars, and that's about it.
0: And what are your thoughts on either of them? Like, 74, what do you think?
1: Mm, 74 has, you know, the beginning is... like, it's super easy, it's, you just walk through it, you you, you just kind of get bored, especially because many stars require you to do the same thing stuff thing over and over. Uh, but like in 2018 or something, I made a patch for it that allows you to just keep going through the level after you grab a star, and then the game was actually pretty fun. But without that, I don't think I would enjoy it.
0: Oh, so you basically turned it into Odyssey?
1: Yeah, that's basically what I did. Then I just played through it, just for my own entertainment.
0: That is amazing, wow. And um what was the other rom hack that you mentioned was Rainbow Road, right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh a lot of people say it's kind of like Star Road but less quality and it's it's pretty much true but it's still fun.
0: I mean even the rom developer his name is Skillix.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But he says it's not inspired by his name. I actually met him in real life. He was at my house for a week, and we just played games. Really? Yeah, it's fun. Fun.
0: And what games did you play? Just like melee or stuff?
1: Yeah, we made some really disgusting cacao, and whoever lost the match had to drink a sip of it. (laughs) Stupid shit like that.
0: (laughs) So on a scale of, uh, let's say... 1 to 10 how would you rate um how
1: would you rate sm74 it's hard to rate because you don't know what a 10 is like that would make you assume that you know a perfect game but say mario 64 is a 10 and then just i don't know the worst remake i know is a zero then i'd probably give it like a three or a four three or four yeah
0: and star road how would you give that
1: well if mario 64 is a 10 i would say star road is probably like a seven or an eight
0: so you consider it to be, like, you know, twice as good as Rainbow Road, basically, or...
1: Uh, 74 is what you first compared. Rainbow Road, I would probably give 5 or 6.
0: Oh, I see. Well, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming to the time. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me and all this stuff. Uh...
1: Oh, wait, before that, I want to say, I don't think there's any egg I would give a 10 to, just so people don't think I'm shitting on these eggs. It's just that I think the... No, definitely not... <laughs> I just don't want people to think that I hate every remake. Uh, it's just that you know, compared to the original.
0: I see, and that makes sense. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. Appreciate you giving me your time and answering all the questions I've had. Um, no
1: problem, man. I did
0: that stuff. And uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you tune in for any other future podcasts and Wikipedia stuff related news but um yeah that'll be it for today bye bye